So we said that we're seeing this, these sayings in the context that they put them, uh, that they are in the Scripture, and then understand how these events will make application. That's our goal. We've been looking at John 13 just lately, and we see two truths stand out. One is servanthood and cleansing. That's what we've been looking at. Servanthood as Jesus washes the feet of the disciples, gives them an example, and then the cleansing aspect. And, and when we looked at that, there's two different things about the cleansing. One is, and, and let me just throw this out. You remember when we studied it, we talked about that there's a Greek word for taking a bath. Jesus uses that for salvation. It deals with our relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's the idea of you get a bath and you're washed all over, and that's eternal life salvation. Then he uses a little word for wash, which is like wash a little part. It's a Greek word, which is actually nipto, and he's using it for fellowship in the Christian life. And so this is what we've been seeing, and these, of course, I'm, I'm reviewing all this because it's been several weeks now since we got to look at this study, and I want to remind you of how this fits together. So... Salvation is, deals with a relationship, and Christian life deals with fellowship, and there's a Greek word for bath uh, that is one word, and a Greek word for wash, which is another, and Jesus uses them interchangeably, and he's trying to, to show how that fits together. The issue this morning, as we, did, as we continue seeing this, is dealing with sin in our lives, cleansing fellowship, and confession, so we're going to look at all of that. So let's talk for a second about sin. Okay, sin, uh, it, it destroys, it kills, it damages each of us. So how does it affect us? Well, I put three things there. How does it affect us in Adam, human beings, and believers? Well, in Adam, because of sin, the fall of Adam was a fall for the whole human race. Romans 5, 12 is through one man's sin in the world and death by sin. Death passed upon all for all sin. So when Adam sinned, it's as if we sinned well because we were in Adam. So sin affects the entire human race. Then, as far as human beings are concerned, we personally sin. We come into this world and we choose to do wrong. We do personal sins. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. And then the third thing is when believers sin, we, we lose fellowship with God. Now, let me remind you of something. When we sin, we never re- lose our relationship with God. Our relationship is eternal life. It's salvation. We're children of God. We're saved and saved forever. But when we sin as a believer, we lose our fellowship. And so this is how sin affects all of us. And so we've been seeing this, and uh, we're, we've been looking at this. Uh, the key for believers, what do we do when we sin as a believer? We confess our sin. And so we've looked now at John chapter 13, and there are two things, because Peter says a couple of things there. We're seeing servanthood, how Jesus gave the example. And if you remember, Jesus got up and washed all their feet. And of course, we, we're going to go back on the details of the washing of the feet. Then he sat back down and he said, you call me master and Lord, and I am all of that. And so uh, you should do what I, I did for you. And basically saying, I served you, you should serve one another. And then the second thing was cleansing. And this part all dealt with fellowship because he went around and he washed everyone's feet. And it was the idea of cleansing from sin. And it would be like, like that if you sin and you confess your sin, you're cleansed. And that would be like you, when you confess your sin, your feet are getting washed. That's what he's really talking about. And so as Jesus does this, he comes to Peter and Peter doesn't understand. And so when we think of being clean, there are two aspects. And we mention it again. And I'm going to go over it again because I want to make sure we got this. But first of all, there's the idea of being clean salvation. That's all sin. When we believe in Jesus Christ... All sin is taken away by faith. Our position, we're completely clean. The Greek word is luo, luo, and it means it's the word for taking a bath in Greek. And Jesus uses it in this passage, and he talks about, no, no, you, you don't need to take a bath. 
And so when we believe in Jesus, it's as if he washes us completely all over and we are clean. Then there is the clean in the Christian life. And when we have sin in our lives, that's our experience. And we need to be clean daily. And this Greek word nipto means to wash, but it means to wash apart. It's not like getting clean all over. It's like washing your hands or washing your feet or something like that. Jesus uses that analogy. And he's going to wash the disciples' feet, which is a picture of them being in fellowship with him. And Peter actually says, no, 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 don't wash my, my feet. Wash me all over. And Jesus said, you don't need to be washed all over. You've already been washed all over. So we've been seeing that. So let me give you just a, a brief review of John 13, Jesus and Peter. We're looking at confession of sin and understanding truths and making application. So this is going to be uh, uh, some good things. Let me, let me show you what we've seen already. We started by saying, where are we going? Where are we in the ministry of Jesus? What's going on in the passage? We see Jesus washing their feet, serving and cleansing. We see Peter says, no, don't, you're not going to wash my feet. That's his eighth saying. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, I'll have no part. What does that mean? So then Peter says, wash me all over. That's his ninth saying. And then Jesus explains the whole purpose of the washing, and there's a summary and application. So this is really where we are. So think about it. Where are we in the ministry of Jesus? This is the last night before he goes to the cross. He's meeting with the men. It's what we'd call the Last Supper. It was called Passover meal. He's with the men. So what's going on in the passage? He actually gets them all in there. He gets them all started, gets up and washes their feet. He washes their feet, which shows them service and cleansing. When he comes to Peter... Peter says, no, look at verse 5 of chapter 13. He poured the water in the basin, began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel in which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Peter said, wait a minute, you're not going to wash my feet. By the way, in verse 5, the word for wash is nipto. It basically says, when he poured the water from the basin and he began to nipto the disciples' feet, he began to wash a part, a small part, Okay of their feet, and to wipe it. Peter came to him and said, Lord, do you wash, nip-toe my feet? And that's what he asked. Lord, do you wash my feet? Do you nip-toe my feet? He's using that Greek word. There's a, there's a reason. You can't tell it in English, but there's a reason that he's doing that, and you can see it from the flow of the passage. And so Jesus says, I'm going to nip-toe your feet. And Peter says, you're going to nip-toe my feet? And he says, yeah. And he says, what I'm doing now, you don't realize it now, but you will hereafter. Because he's about to teach them and help them to grasp the difference between eternal life salvation and Christian life salvation, about having eternal life and about having fellowship. And when we're washed, we have eternal life, and it's forever. That's a relationship. And when we sin and we wash, that's dealing with our fellowship. And so what does Peter say? You know, Peter, he always is wild. And so verse 8, Peter said to him, never never shall you wash my feet. Because he's, he's embarrassed. He thinks, no, I, I don't want you to wash my feet. This is this is eighth saying that we've been studying in our study, his eighth saying. He says, you shall never wash my feet. Because I think there's several reasons. One is Peter says, you know, this is embarrassing because I should have been washing Jesus' feet and he's washing my feet, but I don't want him doing that. And in the Greek, he actually says, in no way shall you wash my feet. In English, a double negative cancels out, but in, Eng- in Greek, it does not. So it'd be like him saying, no way, no how, in no way are you going to wash my feet. No way. And so what does Jesus say? Um, if I do not wash you, nip-toe you, you will have no part with me. If I don't, if I don't wash you, nip-toe, if there's no nip-toe washing, then there's no fellowship. Now I want you to think for a second. 
The moment you believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life, you're completely washed. You're completely bathed. You never have to do that again. But every day when we sin, we confess our sin. He niptoes. He washes us. He cleanses us. Not a bath, but washes apart. And basically, if there's no, fellow, there's no cleansing that way, there's no fellowship with him. Now, we're always going to have a relationship with him forever because that's faith alone and Christ alone gives us eternal life, and that's forever. This is talking about fellowship. And so Peter says, you're not going to wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you'll have no part with me. You can't have fellowship with me if you're not clean. That's why we always talk about 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we got that there. So then Peter says, oh, okay. Peter said to him, Lord, wash not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Uh, he says, wash me all over. Give me a bath. Basically, he's saying, give me the bath. And look what Jesus says to him. He who has bathed needs only to wash. He who has lu- lu- luo, luo he, who's big, needs only to niptoe. But he's completely clean, and you're clean, but not all of you. He says, you guys that have al- you're already bathed. You're completely clean. He says, he's the Lord, not my feet, not wash me all over. And Jesus said, if you've been bathed, you're completely washed, you're fine. This is salvation. And see, there are people that believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe they're confused, but they believe in Christ and say, I know I'm going to heaven, I have life. And then they're still not sure they're saved. And then sometimes they get sin in their life and they think they lost their salvation. Or they think that maybe God doesn't love them anymore. Or maybe they never really believed because they sinned. And we all know that the moment you believe, you're saved forever. And then when you sin as a believer, you need to be washed. Okay? Not a bath, but you need to be washed. And so uh, basically, need only to niptoe. Need only the, the fellowship aspect. So Jesus says, he who has washed needs only to niptoe. He who has luo needs only to niptoe his feet because he's completely clean and you're completely clean, but not all of you. Now, we're going to talk about that in just a second, not all of you. But I want you to think about this. When we trust Jesus Christ as Savior, we are completely clean. Salvation, that's positional. And that is uh, uh, taking a bath. So I hope and pray that every one of you in this room has taken a bath, right? And that's because you believed in Jesus and he bathed you completely. And then, and as we live and sin, we need to be washed. Nipto, we need to wash our hands. We need to wash our feet. We need to wash put certain parts. Believe, bath completely at salvation, that's relationship. Confession to wash, you know, is, is a Christian life and fellowship. And that's how it fits together. So he says, you're all completely clean. You're all completely clean, except not all of you. And of course, I want you to understand, this is happens before Judas leaves. Now, here's a question that I don't know, and it doesn't tell us. Did Jesus wash Judas's feet? I think he did, but uh, Judas isn't a believer, and he's never had the bath. Because it doesn't say that Jesus missed one and then got through the end and told him what he taught him. He taught him the whole thing. Yeah, it would have been obvious. 
If Jesus did not wash Judas's feet, it would have been obvious for some reason Jesus would have skipped Judas. And they don't expect that. And when Jesus later on says, one of you will betray me, they don't all go, yeah, it's Judas because you didn't wash his feet. No, they all say, it's not me, is it? They don't have a clue. And so the question, I'm assuming that Jesus washed Judas's feet. Wow. But he says, not all of you have had a bath. That's the problem. Not all of you have had a bath. Look at verse 11. For he knew the one who was betraying him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. Jesus knew the one betraying him. Wow. So with that in mind, I want you to just think about it. What a picture from the Bible. Here's what we would call the Last Supper. Here's Jesus with his people. And we get up and we see him wash their feet. And, and most people just say the whole purpose of washing their feet was to show them service. But that's not the purpose. He says it's service, but then there's something else. And it's cleansing. And, and that's when, when he came to Peter and Peter said, you're going to wash my feet? And he went, oh, yeah. He said, well, you're not going to. You're not, no way you're going to. And he said, well, if I don't, you won't have any part with me. That means you can't have fellowship with me. Peter grasped it and said, well, just wash me all over. He said, you already washed all over. So from this passage in the Bible, we grasp a great truth that when we believe in Jesus Christ, we are washed completely, saved forever, children of God. We have a relationship with God that will never end. But as we go through our Christian life, we get our feet dirty, we get our hands dirty, we get parts of our body dirty, and that breaks fellowship with God. And so if we don't get washed, nip-toed, we're not going to be able to have fellowship with him. We already bathed completely. And so what a passage. And so it tells all of us in this room, if you believed in Jesus Christ as Savior, are you saved forever? Forever. Nothing can change it. Do you need to be cleansed on a daily basis? Yes. That's not for your relationship. It's for your fellowship. Exactly right. Uh, With that in mind, let's talk about confession of sin. My favorite Dennis the Menace cartoon yeah, everybody knows who Dennis the Menace is, right? I know I did. And he's at the bed, he's doing this, and he says, I'm ready to turn myself in, you know? <laughs> you know, and uh, that, he's praying, I'm ready to turn myself in. So let's talk about confession of sin. What, what is it? How do we deal with it? What, what is all this stuff? Um, we'll just hit a little bit of it today, and then we've got a couple more lessons that we're going to deal with this, because it's powerful. Because let me tell you this, if we don't deal with sin in our lives, guess what? We're out of what? Fellowship. Can we serve God? No. Can we have a part with him? No. That's what he says. And so we say things like, oh, I want to live for God. I want to serve God. I want to, are we dealing with sin in our lives? Because if we don't, we're out of fellowship with God. So here's some questions to think about. It's going to take us the next couple of lessons to look at this. Confession of sin in the life of the believer. How do we deal with sin in our lives? What is confession of sin? Why do we need to confess sin? How does God respond to our confession? What sins do we confess? When should we confess our sin? What happens if we don't confess our sin? Now, I've got those questions that we're going to deal with, and then I've got a few questions at the very end of not this lesson or the next lesson that we're going to just raise because they're they're kind of theological-type questions dealing with sin, 
And I think we need to talk through those. So we're going to see those in the next two to three weeks. There's some good things. So let's start with this first question. How do we deal with sin? There's two ways we sin. How do we sin? We sin in what is called commission or omission. Commission means we do something wrong to commit sin. The Bible says don't lie, we lie. We just committed sin. There's sins of omission, which means we don't do what we're supposed to do. If the Bible says pray, study, do this, and we don't do this, guess what? That's sin. We don't always think of it that way. We always think of doing something wrong as sin, but not doing what is right is also sin. And so how do we deal with sin? Well, the Bible says we confess our sins. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that takes us to this question. What is confession of sin? And the Greek literally means to speak the same thing. It's a, it's a Greek word called homologeo. Homologeo is one word, but the first part, homo, means same, and legeo means to say. And so homologeo means to say the same thing. So confession is, and this is the word, confession. It says, you say the same thing. So if I lie to God, if I lied, I say to God, God, I what? Lied. That's what confession of sin is. Now, a lot of people think confession of sin is to feel sorry for sin. And they say, you just need to go tell God you're sorry. Well, you may be sorry, and and you can tell him you're sorry, but saying you're sorry is not confession, unless you say, I'm sorry for lying, because that you now told on yourself. And and we're going to see that the verse says, you know, he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to what? To forgive us, because a lot of people say, go to God and ask him to forgive you. He says, when you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to do what? to forgive you and to cleanse you. So what is confession of sin? It really means to speak the same thing. It really means to tell on yourself. And this is the goal. The moment that we confess our sin, we get back into fellowship with him. And so simply put, confession is telling on yourself. Now you can go to God and say, I'm so sorry, and you can name it, and you can say, please forgive me and everything. But he's already said, when you come tell on yourself, he will completely forgive you and cleanse you. Uh, I've had people say, well, so you shouldn't say you're sorry? No, I think, I mean, I'm sorry a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry I did it. But anyway, you know, the idea is you can say, I'm sorry for doing this. Oh, Lord, I let you down. Or, but say what it is. Say, Lord, I lied. I cheated. I did this. I, whatever it is. And he's faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. And we're going to talk more about what sins do we need to confess. Uh, do we confess every sin we can think of? I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to tell who this book is by. This book is by an author that if I told you his name, every one of you in this room know who he is. He wrote a book on how to have salvation. And in the very back of the book, he says, steps to salvation. And his first step was confess every sin you've ever done. That was the first step. First of all, I can't even remember what I did yesterday, more or less today, right? Or, and more or less ever. And, and so some people say, you know, uh, I don't know if y'all know much about Martin Luther. Martin Luther, I, I, I did a lot of study on Luther when I was in seminary because I, I, it was the Reformation. And he, out of the darkness of work for salvation and everything you could name, he saw justification by faith. And he got it from the book of Galatians and the book of Romans. He actually studied those books. He became a teacher as a priest and started studying the Bible, which nobody did in those days. And he studied Romans and Galatians, and he saw that salvation justification was by faith, not by works. And it opened up a whole new thing. But when he first became a priest and a monk, he would go and he would meet with the others and he would say, I need to confess my sins. 
And they said, okay, come in. And so they confessed their sins to each other in those days. And he would get there and he would start confessing sin. And it would go on like for hours. And then they'd say, I, we think that's enough. And so he would get up and he'd walk to the door and he'd come back and said, I thought of some more. And he got, and finally they get said, you can't keep doing this. And he kept, and he kept saying, I'm driving myself crazy. And then he didn't understand that he thought you have to deal with all your sins in order to be saved. Salvation is a gift by faith, not by you dealing with your sins. And so anyway, that's why I just see this whole idea. When people talk about confessing sin, some people say, I just can't remember everything I've ever done. That's exactly right. I can't remember what I did yesterday. So if me being in fellowship with God depends on every sin that I've ever done that I've remembered and confessed, remember this, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to what? Forgive us our sins, the ones we confess, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, even the ones we can't remember. God is so good. We'll get to more about that later. So what is confession of sin? It's to tell on yourself, basically what it is. Okay, why do we need to confess? Well, there's two aspects there. One is the restoration to fellowship and the idea of forgiveness. And we're going to get more details a little bit on next week's lesson. But oh, I, I, uh, So let's talk about restoration to fellowship. Okay, you have eternal life, and can you ever get out of your relationship with God? Can you ever get out of your relationship with God? No, you can't. What is your relationship? He's your heavenly father. You're a child of God. You've been born into the family of God. Uh, You're saved and saved forever. You you know, so uh, you can't ever change. But can you get out of fellowship with God? Yeah, how do you do that? By By sinning, that's exactly right. So when we sin, we want to get back into fellowship. We've moved away from our Savior. We've broken fellowship by choosing to disobey God. And, and so that's why uh, this restoration, the foot washing is a picture of us getting back into fellowship. It's niptoe. So think about this. You've already had the big bath. You're saved forever, and nothing can take away the big bath. Nothing. But what you need is to wash your hands and wash your feet. And anytime you sin... Where we go, what we do, maybe wash our eyes, what we look at. We need all of that done and taken care of. And that's nipto. And that's washing the feet. That's when Jesus said, if you had the bath, you don't need the nipto. But everybody needs, you know, I mean, excuse me. If you've had the bath, you don't need to be bathed again. You need the nipto. You need the little one. That's why First John says, walk in the light and see us in the light. And we have fellowship with God and others. And we're going to talk more about this later. But when you are out of fellowship with God, not only you're out of fellowship with God, you're out of fellowship with who? Other believers. Thank you, Maxine. Other believers. And sometimes we don't think about that. And you know, when people get sin in their lives, one of the things they quit doing most of the time is coming to church because they're, they don't want to be around other believers because they're out of fellowship with other believers and they're also out of fellowship with God. And so we need restoring the fellowship. And now, so when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, and we walk back in the light again. The second part is the forgiveness. We need forgiveness. And um, uh, you could say, well, I thought we already have forgiveness, and I want to quickly do this, and we're going to go more details on this next time. But there's two aspects of forgiveness. There's positional forgiveness. By faith, we have the forgiveness of sin all sin for all time. Acts 13, 38 and Acts 10, 43. When you believed in Jesus Christ, you have the forgiveness of sin. Every sin you've ever done and ever will do is forgiven. That's in your relationship with God. Does that make sense? 
Every sin, that's what he says. Whoever believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins, Acts 13, 38, and 10, 43. Now, there is your experience, which is day in and day out, and we still sin. So all the sins, as far as our relationship with, have already been forgiven. But our sins, as far as our experience and our fellowship, we need forgiveness. That's why he says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to what? Forgive us. I've had people say, because we've taught, that when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have the forgiveness of all sins. That's in your relationship. But you also need forgiveness of sins in your fellowship. Exactly right. And that's why 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So, you've already been, every sin has already been completely forgiven in your relationship. But in your day-to-day experience and your fellowship with God, you need forgiveness of sin. And that's where that ties together. So, let me go back over here real quickly. Uh, Why do we need to confess? Restoration to fellowship and forgiveness. We already have forgiveness positionally. We need uh, uh, forgiveness experientially. So, let me give you applications real quickly, and then we'll go to our grow groups. Let's understand the difference between cleansing for salvation and the cleansing for fellowship. Think about it. Cleansing for salvation is the bath, luo, eternal life, relationship by faith. Washing, nipto, is, to, is the Christian life. It's fellowship by confession. So understand the difference. And that we all have the bath, but we all need the nipto, okay? Let's understand the meaning of confession of sin. What does it mean? It means tell on yourself. And so you better tell on yourself, okay? We can be sorry. We can be sorry and not tell on ourselves, Right? I'm sorry I got caught. What did you do? I'm not telling. Well, no, you better tell, right? And then the third thing is let's understand the purpose of confession, two things, to be restored to fellowship with God and to receive experiential forgiveness of sin.